It's the hottest place on Earth. Well, at least when it comes to the temperature of the air. On the 10th of July, 1913, the temperature here reached a frightening and record-breaking 134.1 degrees Fahrenheit. No wonder people call it the Death Valley. It's also the lowest point in all of North America, located at 282 feet below sea level. When you come here for the first time, you may be tricked into thinking you're suddenly surrounded by ice. But is that really frozen water you see out there? Don't let yourself be fooled. It's actually salt. As rainwater combines with minerals, the outer layer of rocks surrounding the area gets dissolved. When the water evaporates, the only thing that's left is salt. If you're a fan of water, this isn't the best place for you, since rainfalls are rare in Death Valley. So rare that, on average, this area gets less than two inches of precipitation each year. This makes Death Valley the driest spot, not only in the USA, but in all of North America as well. In 1929 and 1953, this location did not get a single drop of rain for the whole year. This surreal landscape becomes even more striking once you see sand dunes. Sure, they only account for a small portion of Death Valley, but they're indeed some of the most memorable sites, with some of them rising over 680 feet. Should you ever get to the top of the sand dunes, you may be lucky enough to experience one of the strangest things in the desert, singing sand. But why does this happen? Is it actually the sand making that noise, or is something else to blame? The short answer is that we've yet to fully understand this phenomenon. One explanation could be that the sand that slides down the dunes produces this sound due to the friction between its grains. When you're listening to it, it resembles an airplane flying in the distance. This is one of the few places on Earth where the sand makes a noise so loud that you can actually hear it. Other places are the Namib Desert in Africa or the Barking Sands of Hawaii. If you think things can't possibly get any stranger in this surreal location, hear me out. Some of the rocks here seem to be moving on their own. Could it be because animals bump into them? I mean, the valley is home to the famous Roadrunner. This little bird, which is less than two feet tall and has a weight of one pound, is one of the very few creatures living here. It's adapted its body temperature to survive the intense heat during the day. But the Roadrunner may not be the culprit after all, since it's not nearly big enough to cause such consequences. Also, nothing seems to be pushing these rocks. The trail they leave behind is too prominent. Well, in that case, should we blame the winds? This explanation doesn't seem to fit either, since some of those rocks are so large that it's impossible for them to simply be blown away. I mean, they can weigh up to 700 pounds and still travel the distance of over 1,500 feet. In that case, maybe there's something in the composition of these rocks that helps them move whenever they want. Is there any special material that these rocks are made of? Scientists were just as disappointed as you are right now when they researched the theory. There's nothing unique about the composition of these rocks. They're just ordinary stones, mostly composed of dolomite and granite. They were previously a part of local cliffs and outcrops, and then just happened to fall off. Anyway, the rock movements have been intriguing researchers ever since their discovery back in the early 1900s. Even more curious is that, depending on the shape of the rocks, their trajectories seem to differ. 
While rocks with a rough bottom surface create straight tracks, smooth bottomed ones appear to wander. Researchers have tried to figure out the multiple rock movements and how they form those trails in many different ways. For example, by observing the location with the help of video cameras. They also created a dedicated meteorological station on the site and even placed GPS tracking devices on some of these rocks. There's another question. Why do some of these rocks move together? Regardless of their shape and size, some of them appear to leave parallel tracks. It looks like they're just following the same direction, taking the same turns and curves while they move. I mean, these rocks don't just happen to be going to the same party, am I right? Only in 2014 did scientists manage to actually capture the movements of the rocks on tape. Until then, nobody had seen these rocks moving. People were just intrigued by the mystery of the marks left behind. With the help of time-lapse photography, which basically means taking photos of the same frame for some time and then playing them back like a movie, scientists finally discovered what was behind the movement of these rocks. So, did it really have anything to do with animals or the wind? Or was it some other mysterious force that was pushing the rocks across the empty landscape? Well, the answer isn't as simple as you'd imagine. It all comes down to a combination of rainfall, rapid changes in temperature, and a little bit of wind. To put it simply, when it rains in the valley, the place can sometimes freeze over, and the entire valley starts looking like a giant ice skating rink. Some of the rocks get stuck in the ice too. Once the temperature rises and the ice starts to melt, parts of that ice sheet begin to move slowly, dragging the rocks along. Hence the movement of the rocks and the traces they leave behind. Since the earth underneath the rocks becomes muddier due to the rain, it gets easier for the stones to move along with the ice sheet. Once the ice melts away, the water evaporates, leaving no indication of what actually happened the traces left by the rocks solidify in the heat of the sun, making it look like the rocks have been moving on their own. What made it difficult for scientists to crack this mystery was the fact that the ice sheet that helps these rocks move is very, very thin. It needs to be large enough in terms of its overall surface, but thin enough to evaporate really quickly, leaving no sign that it was actually there. Anyway, despite the desert's name, there are a lot of creatures wandering around this location. Even fish! I know, I know, fish in the desert, right? Well, surprisingly, there are six species of fish that can survive there, despite the salty waters and difficult conditions. One of these resilient species of fish is the Devil's Hole Pupfish. It only lives there, in the water whose temperature can rise up to a staggering 93 degrees Fahrenheit. Because of the temperature and oxygen concentration, no other species of fish can make it. But it's not just fish. There's actually quite a variety of wildlife in the desert. It's home to more than 50 species of mammals and even several types of reptiles. You'll find here such animals as coyotes, kit foxes, bobcats, and mountain lions. Among smaller species, you'll be able to spot rabbits, squirrels, bats, tortoises, rats, and mice. Some of the animals living here needed to adapt to the harsh conditions and came up with really creative solutions. Like the jackrabbit, for example. It uses its oversized ears to help it stay cool during the intense summer heat. Kangaroo rats also have a unique trick up their sleeve. 
they can survive with almost no water at all. How? They can get all the necessary water from the food they eat. Other creatures, like tortoises, use hibernation. For up to nine months each year, they rest to protect themselves from the extreme conditions of the desert. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.